overhead, put it on real tight. Hope you brought your best tonight. They say they got the fireworks, yeah, they say they got the show. Here around the shoot, you're the best, so let's go. This is Texas Toast. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. Hello, everyone. I'm Miss Helen welcoming a Texas legend to the podcast here at Texas Toast. I'm just going to jump right in. Hello, Corey Morrow. How are you? Well, Helen, thank you. And how are you doing? I'm doing good. I am so anxious to talk to you and I'm all over the place because we have so many things in common with you being from the Houston area and then me watching you evolve with your music. So I just kind of want to back up. Of course, you're a native of Houston, big Houston Astros fan like I am. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, and then you took it to Texas Tech. And I guess that was kind of the transition into music when you were at Texas Tech. Yes, that, that was that was really a transition from not really knowing what I wanted to do to kind of having an inkling of an idea of what I wanted to do. Um, I learned, started learning music. Uh, I guess I was in junior high, started playing the trumpet. And then uh, not too far from there, when I was about 14 or 15, I got a guitar and started taking lessons in high school. Yeah. Let's go ahead and go through your first guitar story. That's an interesting one. Oh, how I got my first guitar? Yes. That's a good one. Uh, so my stepdad and my mom were down in Mexico um, and they were uh, they'd gone to the deer lease and they would go down across the border, do some shopping and stuff and eat. And they were shopping around and they saw this guitar. And I think the guitar was like uh, $20. And so uh, my stepdad, he's kind of a gambler and a dealer, wheeler dealer. <laughs> So he walked up to the guy and he said, I'll give you $10 for it. And the guy said, no, it's 20. And he said, okay, I'll give you 15. And he said, no, it's 20. And my stepdad looked at him. He said, you don't know how to do this, do you? And the guy said, it's 20. He said, I'll tell you what. And he put $40 down on the table. And he said, I'll flip this coin. You call it. If it lands on what you call it, you keep the $40 in the guitar. If it doesn't, I keep the $40 in the guitar. So are you gambling, man? And the guy said, yeah, okay, I'll take it. So my stepdad flipped it. The guy called heads. It landed on tails. My stepdad took the $40 and the guitar, walked out, and then gave the guitar to my mom and walked back into, uh, into the store and laid down $10 on the table and said, this is what I wanted to pay for it. So he was trying to make it right. <laughs> I love that story. That story is, is amazing. So you had your first album come out in 1998, and things were a lot different in Texas music then. But what I really want to dig into is that you were in the thick of the development of Texas music, which turned into the Texas music revolution, the Texas music movement. You know, we ultimately ended up with a Texas music chart. You were in the beginning of that. And so all of you were kind of bubbling together and coming up. I know that you were, you know, Robert Earl Keane was in the picture, Ray Wiley Hubbard, but then all of a sudden you and Kevin Fowler, Pat Green, Jack Ingram. I mean, our minds were just exploding in the radio world. Yes. You know, it was, uh, so our heroes, when we first got started, were Robert Earl Keane and Jack Ingram, Jerry Jeff Walker, Willie Nelson. Yes. And I see Jack Ingram in the midst of those guys uh, because at that time he was just getting started and he was, he was kind of our age and he was, he had done sort of the same path that we had uh, high school, college and started playing music with his fraternity and through the sororities. And so that was kind of like, there was an Avenue there for, for guys that were our age that, that uh, liked to play guitar and, and sing and hang out with their friends. And he started writing stuff that we could relate to. And we, we thought it was 
really, really good. And we thought uh, that it was, it was, uh, I don't know, it felt, it felt like something that maybe, maybe we get, could give it a shot too, because he's our age and he's, you know, he's just a normal kid, just writing about his feelings, playing a few uh, chords on the guitar and singing his heart out. And we thought we'd give it a try. And, uh, and so it was kind of the inspiration really laid out there. And Robert Earl was, was kind of, uh, for us was new um, and was singing stuff that was just, you know, his, his lyrics and, and uh, the way that he uh, used the English language was just, and, and always, and still is uh, just, just a, um, an inspiration. You know, it's just, just, he's, he's sort of the height of the ability that we all wanted to get to. And so it was really amazing to, and Pat, we met, I met Pat at college. And so he and I kind of decided we wanted to do this sort of at the same time. And uh, then Roger was, was there and Kevin was there and reckless Kelly came onto the scene and uh, you know, uh, the Jason Bolin and the, the uh, 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 guys from uh, Oklahoma, um, Cody Canada and, and all this, there was just so much music just, springing up all at the same time it was insane it was just like uh we sort of had this this giant group of friends all of a sudden that we're all trying to do the same thing and hit the these new markets and and find new fan bases it was just it was incredible and that's what i loved about it was just seeing it evolve in the beginning and of course what we were doing in radio at the time was we were already going to some of the small shows. Like some of us would come back from Hill country or wherever. And it's like, okay, did you hear this? Did you, I mean, it was like, we were getting, we had to school ourselves and educate ourselves and distribution was different back then. We couldn't just go on iTunes. And it was so exciting because when you would go to the shows, that's when you would buy the CD and that's how it would happen. And then on the other hand, along comes Shane media and sets up our, the Texas country magazine and the chart. And that was also back then we depended on that particular, when that, that information would come in and we would get that box to take out to our events. I mean, we're reading it cover to cover, but it's just so exciting to talk to you about how, how far we've come from when you guys worked so hard to start what we have today. Well, it's kind of you to say that we, we feel honored and, and blessed to be uh, to be included in, in all of that. And it was just a uh, I call it divinely serendipitous that we were all there at the same time and, and trying to do uh, just something that we just we just loved it. We loved music. We love music. And that's where it all got started from. And uh, God, the Shane Media folks. And there's so many people that were involved. Uh, there were folks with Smith music and, and uh, um, Billy Bob's and putting out live records and all these things just sort of started happening. And uh, man, it was just a, it was just a beautiful powder keg of, of, of music and, and so much, uh, so much inspiration and everybody leaned on each other and everybody supported each other. We all went to each other's shows. We opened up for each other. Uh, we wrote with each other uh, and, and it's still all there. Like I'm still friends with all these guys. I'm going to do a show tomorrow night in San Antonio with Kevin Fowler and Jack Ingram and uh, Colby Cooper and Mike Ryan. And uh, it's, it's just, it's a really beautiful thing that we get to do this uh, that I'm, I'm 25 years into doing it. uh, And, and it still makes my living and I still love it. And that's the really the neatest, uh, most amazing part of it is that I, I still love picking my guitar up and either playing on a big stage or around a campfire for a bunch of total strangers at a, you know, at a, at a, at a hunt or, or something like that. It's, I, I love it. I love people and I love being able to just share my story and my life with other people through the music that we write. 
Yes. And, you know, that was one of the things I had noted also, because that was a big deal. The live from Billy Bob CDs that would come out. That was another thing I couldn't wait to get at the radio station because you were a part of that group that we would be getting those in. And that yeah. was that was just Oh, those were just so amazing. And I wish I still had them. I don't know. Well, I used, I used we can to get try you, to we can get you ours. <laughs> well, the CDs, like you said, the CDs were such a, that you, you're right. You waited for that to come out. And then people, we, we, we'd have the, the CD release parties at Hastings and Walmart. Yes, and, exactly. you know, and it was just like, people would line up outside and you felt like a superstar and you felt this amazing amount of love coming from all these people. And it was just, it was such a cool an amazing feeling and it's there's still that there but there's something about having that product to sell at, at the table and and to be able to, to have that for folks uh that they were waiting for it to come out and and they would read the liner notes and they would read the lyrics exactly they read, your, read your thank yous and and uh you got to put your personal messages on all these things and so it was everything was so uh it was just different you know but it's it's uh definitely amazing that we still get to do it and and you know the 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 widget that we sell not a cd we now we sell lps and it's going backwards so it's doing it's coming full circle we're, sell, we're selling vinyl uh and that's even that's cool because we never did that before either so there's a nice there's a nice that turn of cool. events here yeah and, and, yes but man you know the, the the live shows and recording the live shows and 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 that sort of thing yeah it's just it's been an amazing ride and I'm, I'm just, I'm blown away that we're, we're continuing, you know, it's still happening and we still have a good group core fan base uh, that, that loves uh, the new stuff that we put out. So we go to the shows and we play the old stuff and we love it. And we also play in the new stuff. And we, like I said, we walk through our lives with them and we're sharing life together through, through this music. And so it's really neat to have folks that have been with us for 25 years, uh, to talk to about the changes in life and the changes in our atmospheres and the changes in the world and, and then the change in the, the music relative to all of it as it's happening uh, and, and to have them go along the journey with us. And they get excited about our new music that comes out uh, because they want to hear about what stage in life we're in. You know, like right now I'm at the stage where I've got five little kids and an amazing wife and two dogs and we're, <laughs> we're putting on air shows and car shows and, uh, we're talking about, uh, the Lord and we're, we're, we're trying to raise these kids and, and continue to, to play in honky tonks and bars. <laughs> and that was the one thing I was going to bring up too. You have five. I do. You have five little, five precious. <laughs> I do. Five precious. Yeah, that's right. Yep. They're uh 10, nine, seven, seven, and four. And you have twins included in that because I remember yes. when the twins were born. Yep. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Four little boys and a little girl. And, uh, that's been an amazing, amazing change in life. Uh, and, and, and you know, that's something I always hoped that I'd, I'd have is to, to be a dad. And, uh, it, that's been an incredible, this, this is an incredible part of my life. This, this stage right now, this season, this journey, um, I say it a lot and I, and I, and I really do it a lot. Just come home and get down on my knees and start playing with them, uh, so that I don't miss, you know, these years. Right. So uh, one thing I wanted to mention, too, is I couldn't believe because this was another project that was very exciting when you and Pat Green did the songs we wish we'd written and uh, 20th anniversary last year. Right. On that project. Wow. <laughs> I know you make me feel old. <laughs> but, but it went by fast. It doesn't seem like it. We're all still young. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I know it. It's crazy. Uh, it was it was the first year we did the uh, Steamboat Music Fest. And, uh, and, and making that record. And there's so many things, uh, so many things have happened in, in that time frame, And it's, uh, it's 
it's been great. Let's go down memory lane with some of the songs. Of course, uh, you know, Texas Time Traveling, Nashville Blues, Big City Strippers, some of the first ones you threw at us. But there's one in particular I want to talk to you about, because after we got it into radio, I did the morning show and I had to like, it's going to get played during my show every day and i i still if this song comes up in my library i make everybody be quiet and then i sing it real loud and i can't sing but old with you is i i absolutely love 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 that song and i know you've got i mean there's so many i love all of them but old with you just would always make my morning if i needed a pick me up i was gonna throw that in there you're awesome thank you (laughs) um well my wife was is is the inspiration for that one uh I feel like all my best stuff that, uh, that's my favorite stuff is, uh, is the, the newer stuff since I met her she's been my muse and my inspiration, uh, you know, while I'm here. Um, but yeah, that, that one, I actually, we kind of stole the idea from an Adam Sandler movie, uh, the wedding singer. Uh, and he, he had a, he had a version of a song that he wrote. It's I want to grow old with Mm -hmm. you. And I thought, I'm just going to change that first word, (laughs) make our own, uh but yeah uh, that one that one just speaks a lot to uh the way that i feel about the whole thing and you know we're uh we're gonna get old and uh i don't want to i don't want to go it alone and doing it with her and and raising these kids together and and holding hands as we go through this journey together is, is an amazing thing so i'm i'm really glad you like that one you were 20 years old and i was 32 it was austin in the month of june you were acting kind of shy, but I think you knew you were turning every head in the room. There were 15 guys trying to find the lines to help them get their hands on you. While they were undressing you with their eyes, I was picturing your hair turn blue. I want to get old with you. I want to get wrinkled too.
I'm to the point to where we're the I'm driving 45 on the highway. Like I'm the You're old folks. It? I'm the old folks driving. We I live in a coastal town and we'll go, let's go take our ride. Let's go run by the harbor. Let's go see who caught fish. <laughs> That's funny. That's the one line everybody gave me grief about. They like, you don't do that. You're never gonna do that. And I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a poetic called poetic license. I know I'm not ever gonna do that, but that's the idea. <laughs> Yes, it happens. So, so many shows in so many places that you have played. Is there any particular venue or event or moment that you had when you played a show that really stands out for you? I know that's a hard question because you played so much, but is there anything in particular? It was like, gosh, this was a moment. You know, uh, I got to I got to be on stage uh, with Willie Nelson um, and, and, and Pat several times, I've got to be on stage with, uh, Robert O'Keen and Lyle Lovett. Um, and I, I got to share the stage with Tim McGraw, um, have opened for Alabama and Chris Ledoux. I've been on the main stage at the Houston rodeo with Pat Green and then also by myself. And so those are all pretty much, you know, enormous. There's just been so many of my heroes that I got to share the stage with. Um, and it's, that's, that's really it. I mean, that's, that's like the pinnacle of, of what we do. And, you know, I was thinking when you said a minute ago that there are so many songs. I remember when we first started, we were playing a place called Hang 'em High. And we were sort of the resident band. We were, we were the, the built in uh, opener for, for every week's show. And I got to open for Merle Haggard, uh, the Bellamy brothers, Gary P. Nunn, Chris Wall, um, uh, George Jeff Walker. We had just this slew of, of uh, artists, my heroes come through and uh, my friend, John Dixon was, was in, uh, and Mark Shaver were right in the, sh- the event and they had me as the house band. So I got to play 60 minutes every Thursday night in front of these giant names and country music and my heroes. Uh, and so I got to open for all these guys. And I remember making a set list one night and we're, 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 we're making, making a set list, making the set list. And we got done with it. And I looked at it and I said, man, there's, you know, 15 songs on here and uh, only two of them are my songs. You know, the rest of them are, are covers. And I said, man, I can't wait for the day that there's 13 original songs on here. And, and we're trying to figure out which covers to put on here. And if we want to put any covers on there. And I remember my friend, uh, Ryan, who's our bass player at the time, he, he just looked at me, he smiled and he goes, that's going to be a good day. And, uh, and it's happened. And it's, oh, I, yes. I, I try not to ever forget that thought about how grateful we are and how long we've been able to do it and and what a what a, just what a blessing it is. I mean, I get to play and write music for a living and then make a set list with all these songs that we wrote about our life and and share it with people and that's what they want to hear and they don't necessarily want to hear me play uh, a cover song and that's that's pretty cool. Nice turn of events. 
Oh, I love that story. And that's, that's, that's what it's all about. But speaking of your shows and, and that was kind of segues me into, cause I was thinking, do you have any, like, you know, how like athletes, like, especially cause I'm a big baseball person, you know, certain pitchers have certain rituals or processes they go through. Do you have anything prior to your shows? Like that's a consistent that I've got to do this <laughs> before the show or you just run with it? You know, I, I don't really have anything that's this crazy religious, uh, you know, like things that I have to do. I, I've typically played barefoot when I'm full band. Um, I'm kind of segueing out of that as I get older. Uh, but I don't know how much longer anybody's going to let me do that. I've been wearing boots on stage. And I think as long as I'm wearing boots, they don't give me as hard of a time. If I'm wearing tennis shoes, they want me out of my shoes and in my bare feet. Uh, so that's sort of a, a thing. Uh we always say a prayer before we go on. Uh, I always gather everybody around. We say a prayer and give thanks and, and just ask for him to lift us up and lift everybody else up. Um, and uh, I usually I have uh, a sugar-free Red Bull or two uh, before we go on. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't drink or do drugs anymore. So that's, uh, that's sort of my pick-me-up before you. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of the rug, I was going to ask you if you still had the rug. <laughs> Oh yeah, we we try to change that out at least once a year because it can get pretty nasty. But yeah, <laughs> yes. definitely. But I, I love that. I remember uh, it was Brazoria County Fair yeah. years years back. I was so excited because Pat Green was playing and I was doing the 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 stage intros. And Pat was he was so sweet. He was kind of a few steps away, and I said, "I get to stand on your rug." <laughs> like I was so excited about that. <laughs> it's a big deal. It big is deal a big deal. deal. That was a big deal to me. Sacred so, ground right there. Yes, absolutely. So what do you have in the future? What are you working on? We're working on a new record. Um, we've been uh, doing a lot of co-writing. I went up to Nashville and wrote with some folks up there. Uh, I've called out uh, a bunch of bunch of guys in the in the industry. Uh, my friends, uh, Wade Bowen and Roger Krager and William Clark Green and uh, a bunch of folks that are outside of our genre. Um, and I'm, I'm just I'm calling everybody I can uh, and just wanting to get together and talk about life and share a little bit and see if we can write a song together Um, because it's time. It's been, it's been several years since we had a record and uh, there's been plenty that's gone on in my life since then. And so we're, uh, we're trying to put it all together into a a new album. And so that's kind of the main focus right now is uh, getting some new music out to people before the end of the year. And uh, other than that, we are uh, raising these five kids and, uh, we're actually working on writing a book. Um, and so that's, that's probably about a year and a half out, but, uh, the process has already begun. So, uh, it's, it's in the making and that's going to be really exciting because it's going to talk about just my life to date and the journey that I've been on and, and, um, specifically the last 10 years or so, uh, finding my way and finding my faith and, um, getting myself, uh, straight and, um, what life looks like now, as opposed to before. And it's just kind of giving the skinny and, and just uh, hopefully uh, having a, a, a optimistic and, and bright uh, viewpoint on what's next. And, and another great thing for you talking about, you know, a new album coming out, working on new material. You have always kept it independent. You have your own record label. Yep. Yep. That's uh, not necessarily uh, by choice, but it's it's been what we what we have done yes. uh, in the beginning. I know that's it's what we wanted, but then we have tried several times to reach out and and make deals and the deals just never were um, appealing enough to really want to change what we've got. And so uh, there wasn't enough upside. And so we've been independent and it's, it's been working now for us uh, splendidly. I mean, which uh, I don't think I'd change a thing unless somebody wanted to come along, just 
you know, throw a bunch of money at us, which nobody has a problem with, but, uh, we're, <laughs> we love, we love the independent, uh, label, uh, freedom, you know, to kind of do and say what we want to do and say, and when we want to do it. I know we've covered a lot here, but one thing, since you are such a pillar and such a, a mainstay and have been and beginning from the beginning of Texas music, we have a lot of young ones out there, a lot of great talent coming up uh, in our Texas music and on the charts and putting out music. And since you're you're the man, you've, you've been there from the beginning, what kind of advice do you give the younger artists that are coming up? And have you ever had a chance to mentor any of them? Oh, I don't know if I'm a mentor to anybody. I, I, I'm honored to be in that, uh, that room, but you know, I, if anybody was to ask my opinion about what to do, if you want to kind of get into, into this thing and, uh, you know, my opinion has always been, uh, or my, my advice has always been make sure that you love what you do, um, enough to make, uh, $0 for the rest of your life. And that you would do it anyway. Uh, if you weren't doing it for a living and that, uh, you know, learn your instrument well and uh, just tell the truth and, and and just make sure that you love it. Yes. Great advice. So before we wrap it up, i got to talk a little baseball. What do you think about the Astros? Are you going to be singing the national anthem anytime at Minute Bay this year? Do you know? I don't know. I'm hoping so. <laughs> this lockout's killing me, though. <laughs> um, I'll go ask, go Astros. And as soon as it's as soon as I'm able, we will be in there. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us. It's an honor for me to be able to have this up close and personal time to talk to you and just, you know, pick your brain about things. And thank you so much for all the music that you've put out. And thank you so much for just being the person that you are. It's just uh, you're all around got it going on. And it's, it's amazing to see what you've done over your career and follow you. It's just been an honor. Bless you. Thank you for saying that. The honor has been mine today. And I appreciate everything you're saying. We're we're pretty, uh, pretty grateful for what we do. And, and uh, talking to people like you makes it that much more fun. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're excited about what's in the future. I can't wait for the new music. And thank you again so much, Corey Morrow. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Texas Toast. If you've made it this far, just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and spreading the word about us. If you'd like to support the show, whether it be through sponsorship or by subscribing on YouTube or by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Anything and everything helps. We're just getting this thing rolling with no end in sight and have some incredible interviews lined up for all of you. So please help us get the word out. We'll see you next time on Texas Toast. From as she left, I dare to say well, You can go to hell Hell, I'll go to Texas I've had my fill of every place but home Well, take away these city lights Put me on a one-way flight I'm leaving out of here tonight Just consider me Southern draw, my swagger on my sway. Yeah, these old boots, all this cowboy hat, all the